Oh, you've got bad taste. Sick and twisted. But actually, I kind of like it. There yet in exploration and education and anime, I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, D. Hollander. And I'm Brenda McCullough, your anime barrel dragon. Okay. Oh, don't go in that barrel, there's a dragon in there. <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> it's it's a, a specific one, because it's a Yu-Gi-Oh monster that's just a big old dragon with just big three guns strapped to its face. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a clever oh, reference? No. Is it the only one I got? Yeah. Hold on. Barrel See, I was hoping dragon. it would be a uh, dragon with a horde of barrels. Just doesn't matter what's inside. Doesn't matter. Some are filled with like pickles. Some are filled with gold. But you never know. Uh, in it for the aesthetic. <laughs> this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> there are so many variations. This yeah. one's a twin barrel dragon. I traded it for a blue eyes white dragon, and I realized in hindsight I got fucked over because <laughs> oh, barrel dragon's man. ability is you flip a coin and he can attack up to three times and i believe the attack power is 2600 which is pretty damn good i have a vendetta from fourth grade that i still remember what's the name do you know the name of the person that traded you i won't say his full name his first name's steven steven he knows what he fucking did <laughs> Steven is out there, still has the card framed. Cherish. He also yeah. traded me like a fusion monster. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then, like, the second I traded, I was like, I don't have a fusion card. Or the monsters that fuse into this. What the fuck did I just do? Wait a minute. <laughs> I got caught up in the moment. He's like, here's a cool novelty car horn. I was like, sweet. Wish I had a car. He's <laughs> like, man, I was a dumb kid. It's like the gift of the Magi. Ah! <laughs> Except real dumber. <laughs> the gift of the dark magician. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, what? That's our intro. <laughs> yep. Yeah, what are we doing? What, what, what's happening? We're already off the rails. We are watching Trigun. Because the barrel dragon has three guns. That's why I made that mm. reference. <laughs> Got it. And anytime, anytime Trigun is brought up and someone doesn't know Trigun but knows some anime, they immediately think of Zoro from One Piece and just a dude holding a gun in his mouth with like two other guns. <laughs> Which is not accurate, but I'm sure that's in some anime. <laughs> I'm sure if you get deep enough, they're like, oh, uh, we gotta scramble to find more characters to put in this show. Oh, uh, just give this guy three guns. I mean, Can they shoot it with their tongue? I mean, fuck, Zoro probably does that at one point in some One Piece. He give him, you know, <laughs> modern AU setting. He just has guns instead of swords. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought that guy had swords. Yeah, but yeah, so we're watching Trigun today because I didn't really want to think too much about the theming of our episode orders. And I was like, fuck, it, I like Trigun. Let's go into that one. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. Do either of you know anything? It's a bit of an older one, so might have had time uh... to brew. I mean, I know it because it is older and it's, like, a little iconic, mm-hmm. um, but I've never watched it, so, yeah. yeah. I've definitely heard the name. I've never heard it 
established as like, oh, you gotta watch this. This is an absolute yeah. classic. I just know some people are into it, and I've seen a poster of it at uh, the old uh, anime studio. Mm-hmm. So redacted. That, <laughs> yeah, that is my uh, frame of reference. Is a picture where the main character kind of looks like a dweeb. But that's all I have going for me. I like a good red coat. <laughs> yeah, I would put this up there with like Yu Yu Hakusho level of uh, fame, at least within community. Of it's definitely a classic, but it's not like an eternal Cowboy Bebop classic where it's like ah, you can watch this at any point and it'll hold up forever. But it's also mm-hmm. not you know one of the big ones like One Piece or Naruto that's just gone on forever. Uh, but it was very much like yeah, when it came out, everyone's like yeah, this is objectively a good show we can all agree on this um Mm. but it didn't get merged to holy hell so it hasn't had like the lasting power of some other bigger or more classic anime Mm. gotcha it has the chops but not the the merchandising it didn't get a good uh (laughs) uh, promo deal pretty much there's not going to be a nuclear fallout and you're going to find a trigun lunchbox and be like ah a relic of the past. <laughs> this is what art was like. <laughs> was this the Mona Lisa of it? No, no, it was not. It's good. It's not that bad. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely up there for one of my favorites because, yeah, I can't. And I got, you know, the wistful, nostalgic memories of a kid of watching, catching random episodes on Toonami late at night. Mm. Uh, but then, like, as an adult, I think back in college, I went through and sat down and watched the whole series in the movie. And I was just like, fuck, that's just solid. That's just a very well done show. So I'm excited to share with it. Share with it with you. Share you with it. Yeah. Dinner. Uh-huh. Come over for dinner with Trigon. He's a nice <laughs> young man. All right. I'm going to uh, start putting the appetizers in the oven. I guess we'll uh, throw to a break. We're watching The hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> Two and five. Yeah. See you, uh, uh, ground cowboy. I I don't know. We're just back in it. We can't. Think <laughs> we of struggled. It's fine. We tried. It's we have no segue here. You can't segue in space. The momentum will kill you. I don't know. Yeah. You just keep going in one direction forever. You just, you just drift into the sun. Uh, trigun though. <laughs> yeah, yeah trigun. Uh, we start off as is tradition. With episode one. Not always. Sometimes mm-hmm. we start with episode like 142, but this time we're doing episode one. Uh, Great. And for once, we get the opening in episode one, which is just rare with newer shows. Um, I'm going to say it. It's a, a bop and a half. This shit slaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I like it because now that we have context, now that we've watched it, you understand. The opening paints the main character, Vash, as just this like edgy cool like moody drifter super badass and you watch the show and he is quite literally the dumbest human being (laughs) in the galaxy like he is just this goofy dumbass moron (laughs) and i love it but the opening like and all of like any art you've seen of it without context of the show is like ah he's the badass character it's like nah he's a fucking idiot (laughs) 
<laughs> um, I mean, it it works in context still. It works it's in context. Still. Reputation. Yeah, it's just funny, like, the juxtaposition immediately. Um, so the episode starts off, we see this uh, kind of beat-up saloon bar in the middle of nowhere. It's just, there's nothing. It's just a desert all around. And we see two guys inside playing cards, and the bartender's there just washing some glasses. And the two guys playing cards are talking about Vash the Stampede. He's notorious for destroying all the towns he goes to and killing everyone in it. His nickname is the Humanoid Typhoon. He's a, you know, wanted man with a six billion double dollar bounty on his head. So he's just this elusive monster. I love this currency. (laughs) Double dollars. It's just double dollars. We ain't gotta be fancy. It's just... (laughs) <laughs> money to the, the second sequel. power <laughs> money electric dollars the sequel <laughs> and uh so we see the bartender like washing some glasses and he starts to walk outside uh, and as he walks outside he gets scared and runs off and we see that uh the guys get rid oh the guys back inside are playing cards like hear him run off and there's like ah troubles are brewing something's about to go down and the building they're in gets cut in half just the entire thing is cut down by something. And then a gang of guys outside just start opening fire on the entire saloon and gunning it down. Just unloading every bullet they have. And the entire thing is shot to rubble, except for the big metal saloon sign that's still standing uh, like in the ground. And as we see it fall over, there's a man behind it. Oh. But he, neither of the two men that were playing cards, he was a man that was just off on the side eating you know, dinner. Uh, in the saloon and then we see a big old giant man like (laughs) it kind of gets into the one piece territory of like yeah this guy's just like nine feet tall and no one (laughs) questions it it's like okay sure um but it's also you know in space and in the future so we see he's got like a robotic arm so like i don't know fucking you know cybernetics let's just go with that (laughs) um but it's a giant man yeah he's got a robotic arm and a mohawk and all these like screws like in his body giant screws and he's got just a giant bladed boomerang. The most practical of weapons in any setting. And it's cool. It's flashy. <laughs> I like it. It's anime. Iconography <laughs> is everything on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, we finally found the man. We found the guy we're all looking for. And it looks like they're ready for a tussle. As the man that uh, steps out from behind the sign like uh, puts his hand on his pistol. Cut to a nearby town. That was destroyed by the humanoid typhoon. Absolutely demolished. And we hear two guys walking around the town talking about, uh, yeah, the whole town's fucked. Like, the whole thing's just (laughs) dust. But no one was killed. Got a lot of people hurt, but no one was killed. So, like, uh, I guess we kind of locked out. Kind of a win. Not, like, the worst, but not great. Uh, But with everything destroyed... uh, they say uh, no one was killed, but it was all done by a tall man in red, which seems kind of familiar to two hmm. of the gentlemen we saw earlier. Uh, and then we cut to another saloon, and we see two ladies walking in, and they order. I love these lesbians. <laughs> they- these, I love them so much because when they walked on screen, I was like, I can't tell if those are two very pretty men or two <laughs> women, and I just loved that about them. <laughs> I sent a screenshot to a friend of the show, Abby, notorious lesbian, and said, <laughs> Notorious. <laughs> yeah, infamous. There's a bounty on her. 
said, I love these two wives. And if anyone, and she's like, oh, that's good if they're girlfriends. I was like, if anyone says they're not girlfriends, I'll fight them in the street like a goddamn yeah, delinquent because oh. they are wrong. <laughs> they run a business together. I love it. They're great. And uh, I love their outfits. I, God, I just love everything about them. But yes, these two women are uh, Meryl and Millie. So good. <laughs> Meryl's a little shorter, got a cute bob cut, white coat. Millie's got this green and yellow, like, uh, kind of washed out uh, big cloak around her. And she's just like 6'7". She's a tall lady. I mm-hmm. fucking love Millie. I crossed out the himbo square on the bingo card, and I put herbo for Millie. She's <laughs> dumb as hell, but she's so I good. just wrote her name. She's uh, great. Millie's one of my favorite characters in anything. <laughs> um, but so they come into the saloon, they order very, like, fancy drinks, and, like, uh, very specific, and all the guys in the saloon are just like, what are you, and sneering, like, ah, you're ordering some fancy, you better order some milk, because that's the only thing we're serving here. I don't know why these guys were talking about milk, it was kind of weird. Um, <laughs> but they're trying to intimidate uh, Millie and Meryl, and while they're talking, uh, we hear something snap with Millie, and just this gigantic Gatling gun falls out from underneath her cloak, slams in the table, flies up, and knocks out the guy that was intimidating them, and just knocks his ass out. And she picks up the Gatling mm. gun, like, whoops, the strap that was holding this on broke. Like, as I gotta carry it, and you can tell it just weighs, like, two tons. Like, it's a very heavy gun, and she's a very strong woman. God, Millie's great. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Um, and uh, when they eventually turn to the cook and ask him, Say, like, we're looking for Vash the Stampede with his 60 double, sixty billion double dollar bounty. And he ends up telling him what he knows. He's like, yeah, apparently it's he's this guy with, like, a mohawk and earrings, wears red, and he's tall and carries around a big, you know, silver weapon and stuff like that. And then we cut back to the gang, whose leader is a very big man with a mohawk, uh, carries around a silver weapon wearing red, very similar to the cook's description just now of Vash. Mm-hmm. And we see him and his gang are looking for Vash the Stampede themselves. Uh, and that's why they shot up the saloon, because they thought he was in there. But after they shot it all up, they ran out of ammo. Or, wait. No, they didn't run out of ammo. The guy they were... <laughs> sorry. My notes are garbage. <laughs> um, the How guy- dare you, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the guy that was uh, behind the sign who they're ready to do a standoff with. He ran out of ammo, so he drew, he drew his gun and went to shoot, and he was empty, so he runs off. and he, he quite literally scurries away like a lizard, like in the desert. He's very feral at times. Uh, so he runs off to avoid a shootout, and he sneaks up on one of the guys and knocks him out and steals some of his ammo. And uh, that's when another gang member sneaks up on him, and uh, he, he tries to talk him out of hunting him. He's like, hey, maybe we can work this out. I'm sure you got some, you know, lovely kids you want to go back to. He's like, I ain't got no children. It's like, what about a beautiful wife? It's like, women find me repulsive. And I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. the guy's honest. He's self-aware. Um, but he tries to talk about it and it's not working. Uh, so uh, while he's talking uh, with our main character here, just the giant boomerang cuts through the rock they're standing next to. And uh, the main boy dodges it, but... I, 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 it's going to get confusing if we don't. The main character is Vash the Stampede, but a running gag in the show is people keep getting him confused with other people based off his description, just so it's easier for the I, listeners to follow. Yeah, I mean, based on the opening, it le- I mean it lets the audience know that this is Vash. Yeah, but it's very clear. Yeah, it's just the characters in the show that don't really know. Yeah, um, 
The so description wh- is just generic enough that it can apply to most people. Blonde <laughs> and wears red. That's about it. Everything else. I could fit that description. Hey. Um, but so while they're talking, yeah, the boss of the gang with the boomerang uh, swings at them. And uh, Vash ends up dodging the boomerang, but his own the gang member gets caught up in the crossfire. And he's like, oh, you hurt your own man. And he's like, yeah, this man would die for me. He loves working for the gang, don't you? And then he kicks him at Vash, saying, like, ah, tie him up. And, you know, the dude's bloody as hell and beaten up. Uh, and his, like, limp body gets just thrown at Vash. Uh, and then we see the two, uh, we see uh, Meryl and Millie uh, sh- from earlier show up. Um, and uh, Mer- Meryl introduces herself as Meryl Strife. This is Millie Thompson. And they're representatives of an insurance company here s- sent out to investigate. Uh, but right as they were saying that, they get interrupted by, uh, we see the bounty hunter guy that was talking to the mayor earlier in the destroyed town. He's here too. He's after that six double dollar billion bounty as well. Uh, and his name is Constance Rifle. Cause it's a Western and it's a mm-hmm. wild name for any person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he says he's a blonde fellow, big old hat, big old mustache. He's got this crazy gun with just, like, a cross sticking out of it, it looks like. Like, just very long appendages sticking out of the barrel of the gun. And he uh, gets everyone's attention. He's aiming for the big gang leader, saying, Hey, you match Vash's description. You're probably Vash the Stampede. I'm gonna bring you in. And uh, they all start laughing, saying, like, No, he's not Vash. We're hunting Vash. Like, we're all hunting Vash. And uh, then one of the gang members points out the... Constance Rifle's appearance. He's like, yeah, he's got big boots on. He's got, you know, a weird-looking gun, some blonde hair. It's like, oh, I get it. You say, you're saying I'm Vash because you're actually Vash the Stampede, and you're trying to throw misdirect at me. I get it. So they end up uh, going into an old shootout, thinking each this other is both Vash. confuse me, because at this point, it seemed like the gang knew that Vash was Vash the Stampede, but... <laughs> Then when this guy showed up, they were like, "No," and I was like, "But what?" Huh? <laughs> yeah, they were pretty. You just said they were pretty sure Vash was Vash. And I'm like, "We got this guy cornered," and then someone else showed up. And they're like, "Yeah, wait a minute," and they like oh, turned okay. to this guy. So it's like, so they're just dopes, kinda. Yeah, I think they thought Vash was too dumb, and then mm. this guy seemed like he seems more confident and badass. So he's probably actually Vash the Stampede. And I think that's what sold him on it. But yeah, the, it. everyone's pretty much d- just dumb here and confusing each other for Vash. I think <laughs> the guy's slinging guns, he might be a gunslinger. So I think <laughs> he's the guy we're after. Basically. <laughs> um, so since they think they're both Vash, they end up having a shootout. Uh, we see Meryl and Millie run off. Uh, and as they're running, Vash is alongside of them, running with them. It's like, hey, thanks for that distraction. You helped me get away. Uh, cool. Are these donuts you were going to offer Vash uh, to like as like a, a peace deal? Cool. I'll steal these. Thank you for the donuts. Uh, so as they're running, Vash is just putting away the peace offering donuts they had that were for him, but not for him. Mm. Um, so then, um, the gang, what? No. What? What? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, I'm like jumping ahead in my notes, but I'm not reading my notes as I'm doing it. Uh, so Meryl says, uh, yeah, those were a peace offering for Vash because they are representatives from, from an insurance agency. And they were sent out to keep an eye on Vash the Stampede so he doesn't destroy everything because their insurance company can't afford to keep paying for everything being destroyed. So they're trying to basically put a natural disaster on a leash. 
because of their job. That's so good. <laughs> it's, a, it's so, like, lame that these two just, like, business women are like, we're just, we just want our company to stay above water. I'm just doing my job here, man. Like, it's this legendary guy who has a $6 billion double dollar bounty. And it's like, hey, nine to five office clerk, go and stop him. Yeah, okay. All right, here we go, boss. <laughs> like, and they just do it. Um, so Meryl asks, she's like, hey. Here's ten bucks. You can keep the donuts. Run into town down the hill and warn them that there's a gang shootout with Vash the Stampede and they're at risk of being destroyed and killed to get them out of town. Uh, and he's like, uh, okay, sure, I'll do that. And Vash runs off. And Millie's like, what's the plan, Meryl? What are you going to do? And Meryl breaks out. And he's like, here's the deluxe 30 donut box I bought earlier. We're really going to charm them with this one. It's like... The backup donuts. God, I love these women. (laughs) My secret weapon. More donuts. (laughs) Like, Millie's straight up just the Herbo. But, like, Meryl's also pretty dumb at times, too. And I just love it. They're so good. Can I just say how interesting language is? Because we went from bimbo to himbo. But now... Like, the definition of himbo and bimbo don't exactly match up. So, like, yeah, sure, Millie is a herbo, but also that's just a bimbo, you know? How funny is that? Yeah, it's... Double back. Doubled back. Weird, because I think bimbo was, like, the insult, and they're like, well, let's repurpose himbo, and then himbo got endearing, and they're like, well, but bimbo's an insult, so let's do an endearing term of himbo, but for women, so it's herbo. Yeah, it's wild. It's weird. Mm. People have reclaimed bimbo, but Millie definitely isn't a bimbo. No. She's just a big, strong lady, and she's pure and dumb as hell, and I love her. She's so yep. good. Um, so then we go back to the gang, uh, and uh, as Meryl and Miller come up with the plan, uh, plan, the gang leader throws his boomerang and knocks them down off the cliff, and they kind of like fall in front of them. And they're like, wait, what's happening? I thought this was a gang shootout. And they're like, ah, we came to an understanding between the gang and the bounty hunter, because we realized neither of us are Vash the Stampede, and we're just fucking idiots. <laughs> um, so they're like we agreed to work together and we're going to split the bounty because it's so much we, we can do that uh, so they tie up Meryl and Millie and they hang them from like kind of a cliff edge uh, tied around their bodies uh, and they say one of the rumors of Fash St. Peter's he was a notorious womanizer uh, you know along with the mohawk uh, so the gang leader comes up to him and is looking him over and it's like well ladies what do you prefer pleasure before death or just death i'm fine with either it's like hmm gross hmm nasty Mm-mm. man uh and uh, s- a 90s anime ah yes mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and we see um as he's uh looking him over uh vash is running in on one of these weird just weird animals like i don't i don't even think they really give him much attention it's just like a weird imagine just a big kiwi bird mm-hmm. and he's riding in on one of them and he throws one like, of those a, anime ostriches. Basically, it's basically <laughs> a chocobo from Final Fantasy, but they had to just rework it enough to avoid copyright. Choking um, no. <laughs> <laughs> and Vash is riding in on one of them, and he throws, uh, he throws like a dagger and cuts Millie and Meryl loose uh, from like really far away. He goes, "There you go, you're free. I'm paying you back for the notes. Bye." And he runs off again. Uh, and once everyone sees that he's back, they go chasing after him because they all realize he's fashed the stampede now. Um, and they ended up cornering him on a cliff edge. And the bandit leader's like, well, you can either die and we get that bounty or you can save yourself the trouble and commit suicide. He's like, ah, 
I think suicide is one of the most reprehensible things that a human being can ever do. And he's like very solemn and like very poised at this moment when he says that. It's like, oh, what? Okay. Above all, I'm Hmm. a Christian. (laughs) (laughs) I believe in Jesus. Uh, no, he doesn't. But yeah, he he just gets very serious at that. <laughs> oh, moment. good, I was worried. <laughs> no, 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 he's a good character. Um, and so, <laughs> oh no! I'll, I'll stand. It, that's not a we are we there yet position. That's a Brendan position. I'll take the heat for that one. Um, so uh, the gang leader ends up throwing his boomerang at him, and it's like with this boomerang, he hooks it onto like his belt. He's got like a bungee cord system with it, I guess, to recall it. It's kind of weird and just like weird space sci-fi where it's like yeah that makes sense but then if you think about it for a second it doesn't at all um so he hooks the boomerang like to his belt and throws it at vash uh destroying part of the cliff edge uh but vash dodges over it runs past the gang leader slaps the recoil belts on the boomerang and uh it like freaks out and kind of i guess he just has straps around him and the recoil runs over all of the straps, so when he wasn't prepared for it, it just destroys the gang leader's arms. Like, it rips him behind him and, like, contorts his body, so he, like, it kind of knocks him out from the pain and, like, dislocating both of his arms at the same time. It's weird. It's not yeah. super clear, but he fucks him up. Yeah, the mechanics didn't really make sense, but you got, like, eh, yeah, he's down for the count. Yeah, yeah. It, it, <laughs> don't think about it too much. Vash just ran by, slapped him on the ass, and knocked him out, basically. Um... <laughs> But now the boomerang is loose and it goes flying off. And uh, turns out a constant rifle is off on the cliff side. He was waiting back because he was going to snipe at Vash if he got away. So he starts shooting at Vash while he's running away. Uh, but while he's shooting at him, the gang leader's boomerang goes wild now and ends up taking out Constant's rifle. So he ends up taking out both of the, both of the leaders uh, in one go. And all, all the other guys are you know, no problem for Vash. He's able to take all the goons out easily, so... Vash subdues two gangs, two dangerous folk, real quick, no problem. And uh, after he finishes them, uh, we see Millie and Meryl like pop up and like look over, like, and Millie points out, like, "Wow, he's really good. Maybe, maybe he is Vash the Stampede." Uh, and Vash like looks over at them, gives them like a big old thumbs up, and he's like, "Hey, ladies, does that repay you for the donuts and the money earlier?" Ha 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 ha. It gives like just this really obnoxious hearty laugh, <laughs> and uh, while he's laughing, they notice that uh, Constant's rifle back when he was on the cliffside, he pulled out a grenade and was going to throw it at him to try and take out Vash. That grenade now explodes, destroying the cliffside that they were standing on, and or just you know just left to where Vash is. So they just see the cliffside explode and turn into a landslide as it falls down the mountainside, barreling towards the town that Vash was supposed to warn. And it destroys the town. <laughs> Oops. So it's like, so yeah, Millie's like, yeah, maybe that is Vash the same thing. I was like, no, he's too dumb. Look at him. Um, <laughs> but sure enough, as according to his reputation as the humanoid typhoon, destroyed the town and like everything around it. No one was hurt. Once again, no one got. Ki- well, p- people were hurt. No one got killed though. So just like the previous town. But yeah, sure enough, he's he's a chaotic, destructive. A uh, person that just rolls through towns and fuck things up, but he's not- just got—he's just a jinx. Yeah, it's not really his yeah. fault. Uh, and then we cut to Meryl filling out her damage report for her job, like the insurance report. <laughs> and uh, Millie floats out like, "Yeah, that that guy was Vash." And Meryl's like, "No, it can't. He that can't be Vash. Like he's—he sucks. He's too dumb." I was like, "I don't know." Uh, and then we hear some townsfolk talking about how, yeah, no one died in the landslide, and like. 
shit kind of got fucked up, but like, no, you know, you can rebuild shit. You, you know, people didn't die, so we're good. That's what the insurance is for, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get the ending, which, good. Not as catchy as the opening, but still good. Yeah. Perfectly serviceable as an outro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, then we start off with episode two. Uh, we see... Uh, someone blonde with a red coat in a shootout. Oh no, is this Dash? Uh, and then we see an old man being like, oh, I need help around these parts. And then we get the intro. Ha ha. Uh, so we see Meryl and Millie rolling into town. Uh, they are exhausted. They are just desperate for water and rest. Uh, they go into this very abandoned town, super dry desert. And uh, they go to the well, but it's all empty. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, And uh, they see some townies walking through talking about, oh, oh, Vash came through these parts. Uh Uh, Ha-ha. As the townsfolk are walking through, I'm pretty sure this is an ad lib by the actor. But there's like a little kid and he just goes... Bad times are here, la 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 la. As he's walking on, I'm just like, what a what a joyful pep in his step for just a barren wasteland. Yeah, actively dehydrating to death, but he's so chipper. <laughs> really got me. Um, but yeah, so they're like, okay, we're we're gonna meet with like the the richest person in this town who's kind of running the show. Uh, we're gonna go talk to Cliff Kaiser. Uh, he's got a mansion. Um, so they go over there, uh, knock on the door, and who answers the door? But Vash! What? Uh, they're like, yeah, you? What What are you doing here? He's like, oh, I'm Mr. Cliff's bodyguard as of, like, yesterday? I don't know. <laughs> um, but he uh, greets them, immediately gives them some water, and they're so thankful and uh, he's like, oh, I, I smell some more donuts. I guess I'll just help myself to those <laughs> while, you, while you drink. Um, uh, so uh, uh, hearing the commotion, Cliff, the, the owner, uh, the, the person who hired Vash to be a bodyguard, greets them and invites them inside. Um, so Cliff is the water salesman in this town. Uh, his family, like, owns the rights to the only source of water, so he just has the monopoly, and that's why uh, he's he's running this show. Um, but, weird, someone is trying to kill him, so uh, he hired huh. uh, Vash to be his bodyguard. Um, who, who would ever want to kill a monopoly owner? Ha ha! Ha! Yeah, <laughs> it's... Uh, uh, protect them at all costs. Anyway, so um, uh, so uh, he's like, "Oh yes, yeah, someone's after me." So I I put an ad out for a bodyguard. <laughs> I was just hoping this Vash fellow would come, and then he actually did. So that lucked out, huh? <laughs> um, but uh, he also needs some extra protection because he has an old family friend visiting. The the lovely Marianne Allegizer. Oh, oh my she's, word. Uh, she's from a federal bureau family, so she has those rich government connections. And Vash is just desperately, hope, hopelessly anime protagonist in love with her. <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> who's this lady? I don't know, but she's my wife. 
<laughs> She's hot, and that's all I care about. Uh, but uh, as they're talking through all all of this preparation stuff, uh, Meryl is like, "Hey, Cliff, can I can I talk to you privately?" And they just go behind a curtain. He's like, and she's like, "Yeah, uh, this guy's full of shit. He's not Dash." <laughs> and uh, Cliff is like, "Oh, yeah, I know that." <laughs> so, <laughs> Duh, obviously. So uh, his plan, uh, he didn't he didn't have the money to hire the real Vash, so he put out a call for Vash, and the first bodyguard that showed up, he was like, yep, you sure are Vash. Hear that <laughs> person trying to kill me? The deadliest outlaw ever is here, so uh, don't, don't try anything funny. So he's just using the reputation of Vash the gunslinger to keep anyone who wants to kill him away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it doesn't matter who showed up. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> but I love this. This, uh, we talked about the ad-libs before. This is definitely a 90s dub, but this is a pretty good dub. I found this very enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, like as they're having this side talk, they're just standing behind a curtain, and everyone is like, we, we can, you're talking so loud, we can hear you. <laughs> I know you're talking shit about Vash. It's it's a very thin piece of cloth. It's not soundproof. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, uh, this is a genuinely funny show for something this dated and translated. I wasn't expecting it to be this good. So that surprised me. Um, yeah, like there are actual tricks because I love the old Sailor Moon dub with Molly with the very thick Brooklyn accent. Like, I love her. I think that's an amazing choice. It's bad, <laughs> but I think it's an amazing choice. <laughs> this, though, is definitely, like, they they do kind of poke fun at it, but it is, they're still jokes. It's not, they're not poking fun at their own quality of dub. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, while they're there, uh, uh, Meryl and Millie are like, yeah, while we're here, you have the only water in town. If you, like put us up we will also be bodyguards so uh they join the team as well but they get put on kitchen duty and they're like oh shit oh, okay. <laughs> uh so we see uh classic 90s anime moment uh vash hears the shower on in marianne's no. room so he gets a brilliant idea to go up on the roof and just like rappel down to be outside her window but Oh, weird. She's running the shower, but she's not in there. Oh, hmm. Just as Millie walks in and is like, Hi, Vash, what are you doing out there? <laughs> uh, doing a patrol outside. Great. No questions. No thoughts. Head empty. God, I love her. What a woman. <laughs> uh, uh, but we see Meryl, who's also on patrol, sees Marianne going into Cliff's study. Hmm. Ooh. Interesting. Hmm. The plot thickens. Uh, the thick plot. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, dummy thick plot. Uh, <laughs> uh, so later on at dinner, uh, they're they're discussing uh, uh, Cliff's water monopoly. They're they're like, hey, this sucks. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I I get it. But. This is a natural resource. If you just take from it whenever, it's going to dry up. So I do have to protect it. So they're like, okay, whatever. Uh, uh, mm. True, but you also are capitalizing on it at a gross like degree. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone else lives in poverty while you're in a mansion, so. Hmm. With water. All yeah. the water you need. <laughs> Literally everyone else is dying, but you're just like, mine. Yeah, seemingly ah. the only house with indoor plumbing as well, since there is just a well in the middle of town for everyone else. Yeah, mm. that's a good uh, point. But uh, talking about saving that, and uh, Marianne excuses herself, seemingly disturbed by his justification. Uh, so uh, we see uh, Meryl and Millie, they're, they're on uh, night patrol, they're just sitting out in the courtyard, just... Uh, making sure no one comes through. And uh, Vash goes and checks in on Marianne, where uh, we see, uh, while he's knocking at the door, she's injured and has a gun, and she hides both quickly and (gasps) invites him in. Uh, So uh, uh, he comes in just trying to put the moves on her. Oh, yeah, uh, what's your story, little lady? She's like, (laughs) oh, I... Uh, just, uh, daddy wants to keep me protected, but I want to travel and see the world, so I can only stay with daddy's friends, so. Mm. Daddy. Uh, 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 but, uh, as Vash starts, starts actually putting the moves and, uh, (laughs) uh, like, puts a hand on her shoulder where her, uh, injury was and she, like, winces, and she's like, oh no, I hear a noise outside. Please go investigate, big strong man. <laughs> Get away and he me. just jumps out the window. <laughs> I like that Fash has his own like dreamy, beachy filter. Like <laughs> whenever he wants to impose, he gets like sparkly like the big eyes. Yeah. Yeah, whenever he's around Marianne, he's just ooh, the suavest. Ooh. Yeah. And and everywhere else, he's just the biggest fucking goofball in the world. He's this feral goblin that's just scurrying around the desert like an actual lizard. <laughs> uh, uh, so he jumps out the window to investigate, but uh, uh, he he grabs Meryl and like, ah, stranger, uh, oh, what are you doing out here? <laughs> no, it's just you. She's like, I'm on, I'm on guard duty, what are you doing? And, uh, uh, they find each other, uh, but when they go back inside, Marianne and Cliff disappeared. Oh no! What? Uh, uh, they find her bloody bandages, and Meryl is like, "Hmm, what? What's up with that, Marianne? What, what's going on there?" Uh, and then they find a secret tunnel. Ooh, secret tunnel. Secret tunnel. tunnel. <laughs> secret tunnel. Uh, uh, so they follow it, uh, and it goes underground. They find the underground river where his water source is. Ah. And it looks like he has some kind of, like, ice factory? I couldn't yeah. tell exactly <laughs> what was happening here. This is kind of uh, weird. <laughs> but we see a lot of, the like, mechanation of how he controls this water source. Uh, so as they get down there, we see Marianne is actually on the case she's she's a marshal and she's here to uh confront cliff for just stealing all this goddamn water (laughs) uh so uh she's there uh she was the person in the intro with the red jacket and the blonde hair it wasn't vash like they wanted Ah. you to think Ah. she's got a red pantsuit Mm -hmm. uh so she's down there and cliff uh, comes out of the shadows and is like, "Ah, oh, I see you stumbled into my little operation. Ah, oh, I 
I can't have witnesses. I guess I'll have to kill you. And just, just bumbling down the river, Vash just like <laughs> falls into the middle of their like uh, their confrontation. And then we see Meryl and Millie being like, didn't he say he was going to like sneak behind him? Like, oh, yeah. He really fucking sucks. He cannot be an outlaw. Uh, um, so Vash is there and he uh, he joins the fray, but Cliff, uh, he's, he's ready for someone to die. So he shoots at Vash, but he's too quick. He keeps dodging out of the way. What is Ow. he doing? Oh, no. He's wasting all his ammunition. Oh, uh, but uh, Vash draws closer and is able to disarm him. But Cliff, God, I love it. Yeah. He opens his jacket and it's has so four guns just like pull, like pinned to his lapels. So as he pulls his jacket apart, he triggers them and they all fire at once. It's great. I love it. So good. Uh, genius. Uh, uh, but as he shoots, oh, he shoots all his machinery. And uh, it, it releases all the water and starts flooding the town. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Uh, but yeah, so they all, they all fight it out. They take down Cliff. Uh, uh, you know, anime fight. You get it. <laughs> Bad man gets uh, punished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the next day, uh, they see the town is just completely flooded. Uh, they're there. Uh, it's uh, Meryl, Millie, Vash, and Marianne. Uh, so many M names. Yeah, I just realized. <laughs> yeah. All the ladies. <laughs> Miladies. Uh, they're there, and they're like, yeah, the water will recede in time, but uh, it looks like it sucks and the town is destroyed, but actually you gave all these people access to water again. So good work, and Vash, you huh, you do seem like the actual outlaw, but being a, a woman of the law, I'm just going to look the other way. Because you're too goddamn sexy. Oh, in reality, I am actually really into you. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Uh, so uh, she lets Vash get away this time, and the insurance uh, girls are like, uh, y- yeah, he's still a dipshit. I still really don't think he's Vash. <laughs> he, he, like, we hung out with him. He bumbled his way through all of that. He's no mastermind. He really, m- Mr. Magood, his way through all this. I can't <laughs> Another M name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's where we end episode two. Yeah, I like so. Uh, real quick, I like when he walks away. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, God, I forget her. Marianne, Mary Bell, what's her name? Mary. The Marshal, Marianne. She's like, there goes the bound. Uh, there goes the bodyguard with no name. It's like, what do you? Just, you were there for like four days with it. Like you could have asked his name. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. what the? F- <laughs> also, you're pretty sure that's Vash the Stampede. You're pretty sure that's what his name was. <laughs> uh, so we're jumping to episode five. Yeah. Um. We open on Inaprel City, which um, is spelled very much like in peril. And I was like, ha ha. <laughs> Clever. I'm sure they will be. <laughs> um, so we're in a cafe. There's a kid with a fake gun, like a toy gun. And he's asking his mom to buy him a real gun. <laughs> and his mom is just like, no, honey. You're, you're literally six. No. I can't do that. <laughs> I know the worst. I want a clock. <laughs> uh, I'm an impressionable youth that listens to a lot of hip hop. Uh oh. Uh oh. 
<laughs> um, so some guys burst in, um, and everything is happening in slow motion. And we see that Vash is there, and these guys point their guns at him. And they take aim, they shoot him down. It looks like he's, he's like face down on the ground. It looks like he's bleeding. Um, and the guys are celebrating. They're going to be rich. They're going to get the bounty. Um, and then one of them approaches Vash. And, of course, he's still alive. The stuff that looked like blood was tomato juice. Uh-oh. The um, old ketchup blood prank. Uh, Got him. Oh. Um, so the leader guy holds a gun up to Vash's head. Um, but somehow he gets out of the grip and he grabs the kid's fake gun and, like, shoots all the darts at them. Um, and the leader guy threatens him. Vavash is like, you guys are out of bullets now. I counted. (laughs) Um, and then we see them walking out in the desert in just their undies. They left their clothes and guns there. So Vash must have made them take it off to, like, humiliate them. Who knows? (laughs) Maybe he's into that. Um. Probably. He seems like the type. He's got a shame tank. Um, <laughs> uh, so he thanks the kid for his gun. He eats a bunch of pancakes. And an old man is like, why don't you just use your gun and kill people like that? And he's like, ah, bullets are expensive. I don't want to waste them. Um, and then surprise, the old man and a waitress pull guns on him. Gotcha. They apologize, but they want that $60 billion double dollar bounty. Um, and then we see Meryl and Millie on the outskirts of the town, and we see that it's half buried in sand. Um, and an alarm goes off, and they're like, oh, Vash must be here. We're going to find the real Vash this time. Um, and people are chasing him all around town. Like, everybody in town is trying to get Vash the stampede. It is quite the commotion. Um, he ends up in a bell tower, and someone shoots at him, and... Uh, Meryl and Millie take notice, so they hop into action. It's very funny. They're sitting on, like, a crane almost, and Meryl hops down. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. And we see she had a parachute. <laughs> she just, like, rolls off and it's like, Meryl, no. It's like, what? why do you have that? <laughs> <laughs> They're always ready. Insurance women are always ready. That's true. Um, so they keep a distance, watching the townspeople lose their minds. Uh, Meryl tries to get their attention, but everyone ignores her. Um, and then, like, over the town PA, they tell everybody to stop. Stop the violence. Stop going after Vash. Um, and then they're talking to the chairman, and he says that he can't believe that they haven't caught him after four hours of fighting. Uh, Meryl demands to speak to the person in charge. Because <laughs> she's mayored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... And she's like, you guys should have known that none of you would be able to get him. Um, But the town needs the money because I don't know what the plant does, but they keep talking about the plant. And it's the reason that half of their town is buried in sand. So they need to repair it. And that's why they need the money. (laughs) The sand factory's all dried up. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't make sand anymore. Instead, it Uh. makes sand now. Oh no, it's, it just went into overdrive. We can't turn it off. This used to be a lush forest paradise. <laughs> oh shit, we've made too much sand. Oh, wah, wah. Typical problem. I love the optimism in these shows of just people who are like, yes, this guy has an insane amount of money on his head for a bounty, but I think I can get him this time. I think I got it. I think I got it. I've never <laughs> shot a gun before, but I'm pretty confident in my abilities. <laughs> I'm 
really into underdog narratives. Yeah, that's me. Um, So the chairman freaks out, uh, saying he called in the last resort, and here it comes. It's this giant, scary guy. Don't like him. (laughs) You don't like a good old-fashioned steampunk Frankenstein kaiju? I can't say I do. (laughs) Is this Attack on Titan? Kinda? We're getting there. <laughs> We're getting closer. Um, so he's this giant man, giant machine cyborg guy. He stubs his toe on a car and cries. <laughs> um, and they're like, "That's the Nebraska family." <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's this big guy and a mad scientist um, who made the big guy. Um, and it turns out they broke out of jail because they want the money too. Um, so Meryl talks about them real quick. She says that they're convicted felons. Um, and the chairman's plan was to get them to attack Vash. So uh, a little girl comes up and she says that they got him. Her and others, I assume. They've captured <laughs> Vash the Stampede. Um, so we see this happen. Vash is running. He stops in a saloon. But there's like a group of women there, um, including that little girl. And they all pull guns on him. And this really bothered me. He said, bounty hunters and aprons wouldn't want the kids to see this. And I was just like, shut the fuck up. A kid literally thought he watched you die earlier and you didn't care. <laughs> but women with guns stop the presses. <laughs> yeah, this is a weird That line. made me really mad. Yeah. I was like, shut the fuck up, Vash. What? <laughs> um, and one of the women says that, they desperately desperately need the money. Her son is sick, and the doctor left town, um, and everything went wrong after the plant malfunctioned. But not everyone is rich enough to leave. Um, so they say, like, just give yourself up, man. Uh, and he says that while he understands, he's got to keep moving. And he pulls his gun out and asks them not to shoot. Um, and then there's a rumbling, and the Nebraska family blows up the saloon. Uh... And everyone in town runs to, like, see the explosion, what happened. Uh, But Vash isn't dead. You can't kill him. Nope. Uh, And he's, like, still kind of, like, in the the dust of the explosion. He's, like, in shadow. And Meryl is like, I can't believe I'm about to see Vash the Stampede. Finally. (laughs) After all this time. (laughs) But the dust clears. And she's like, hey, I know him. What the heck? I know this dipshit. (laughs) And, of course, she's like, that's not him. Everyone else is wrong. I can't be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Just quadrupling Uh, down. Yeah, but then she's kind of like, I mean, I guess it's him. It must be. Um, So the mad scientist is taunting him. He's just, like, monologuing. This mad scientist goes on forever and doesn't really say much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the big guy launches his fist at Vash. Um, and then everyone gets upset. Uh, they're like, wait, hey, don't, don't kill that guy. I know we, you, we brought you in to kill them, but don't kill them, kill <laughs> don't him. Don't kill him. Just like, um, there are children here. G-rated kill him. <laughs> <laughs> kill him off screen and then say he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he lived, uh, and he's protecting a lady. Um, and the scientist is, like, surprised that he's doing that. But Millie... She's like, no, he wouldn't abandon people like that. And Meryl realizes that he's a good person or whatever. Um, <laughs> so that's like, I think that's why people in town were like, wait, don't kill him. He saved all those ladies in the saloon. Um, 
But at the time, it's just kind of funny. Like, didn't you? <laughs> this is what you wanted. <laughs> oh, no. He's going to get hurt. It's like, weren't you? Wasn't the entire town That's what you were rooting you? for. We <laughs> um, thought he was the villain until a very clear villain arrived. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so mad scientist is still yelling at him saying like, oh, you say you don't kill, but you've had to kill before based on your trail of destruction. Um, and he puts the lady he was protecting down and he puts on his glasses. So it's time to fight. Serious mode. Uh, and the mad scientist is ready to kill him with the big fist. Um, he aims, instead of aiming for Vash though, he aims the fist at the women he saved from the saloon. So Vash runs toward them, pulling his gun. Everything, again, is happening in slow motion. And he shoots, making the fist go off course. And I was like, is that all it takes? Is some bullets? This guy isn't that strong. Like, sure, he's giant. But based on stubbing his toe and crying and a couple of bullets (laughs) making his arm go off course. um, He's got the plot gun. The plot bullets. Yeah. Um, so he's got one bullet left and he shoots the big guy down and Millie is very impressed. He did this all with just six bullets. Um, and Meryl at this point finally accepts that this guy is Vash. Um, some kids go up to him and they're like, you're amazing, Mr. Stampede, Mr. The Stampede. (laughs) Um, the mad scientist is still trying to fight. He says that they should call it quits because it's all about love and peace, which is like a thing that he says. I forgot about it until right now when he said it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, kids start chanting it with him. And then Meryl plops down on the ground with her typewriter to write the insurance report and says that they finally made contact with Vash the Stampede. And that's episode five. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, was, I honestly forgot why we, I picked episode five until I watched it. <laughs> but yeah, you get you find they finally accept that that's fashion. You get to see him being badass instead of just lucking his way through. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually earning the title rather than being like the first two episodes. They're like really this dipshit. Yeah, this dipshit has this reputation, and then they finally go like. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I think when he like diverts the fist, like the shooting out, the fist is spinning, and I think he's like, I don't know if they explain it or if it's just like implied, but like he's rotating his gun the other way, so like it's supposed to be like he calculated it and knew how to mm. do it precisely because he's that good. But mm. yeah, it's he's he's earned the title, but also he's a feral goblin. Like half the time. <laughs> he really reminds me of Breath of the Wild Link. Where it's like, he's the saver of Hyrule. He's also eating a rock right now behind me, isn't he? Like, he's... It's like, God. He's fallen off this cliff face five times already. He just can't (laughs) accept that he has to go around it. (laughs) He refuses to. He woke up and immediately ran to defeat Ganondorf. Um, He's naked. With a stick. (laughs) He has a ladle and he's fighting God. (laughs) But I love them. I love those characters. They're dumb idiots, but ooh. They're pretty fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, are we there yet? How, how do we like it? Yeah. Uh, so, on paper, if you said, like, 90s action show, Brendan's pick, <laughs> I, I was going in like, oh, man, we'll, yeah. we'll see. Uh, but this hit a lot harder than I thought it would. 
Uh, it hit on current uh, thematic things that us three are going through right now of uh, like futuristic cowboy stuff, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it really surprised me with how much I liked it. <laughs> um, yeah. Because for being a 90s show, the dub holds up pretty well. There are moments like this mad scientist in the last episode was sort of like the lowest point of the dub for me. Of yeah. sort of just like, oh yeah, just toothless old coot, nah. Let me <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Um, so like, you do have those elements in there, but for the most part, the adaptation to English is very good. The jokes are strong, and the performances, for the most part, hold up. Um, it it definitely hits that cowboy, like even just by American standards of cowboy stuff which, you know, has a little bit more history with cowboy stuff, it does really well to have this, uh, like, cowboy setting work. It's sort of just generic desert towns for the most part, but each town has their own personality and still going place to place. That sort of travel aspect works. Uh, yeah, this this really surprised me how much I liked it. <laughs> yeah! Uh, this, uh, this just, like, isn't my kind of show, so, like, <laughs> it was fun, but I'm, you know, it wasn't really for me. I was kind of bored, just because, mm-hmm. um, felt like nothing was really happening. Um, there were, you know, there were funny parts, and I was just like, oh, hee hee, love, love those girls. <laughs> <laughs> love them ladies. But, yeah, I can't imagine watching episodes three and four, because I would imagine that it's just the same thing as episodes one and two. Yeah, it, um, it's kind of like and then in Bebop. episode five, they realize it's actually him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like Cowboy Bebop, where it can be really episodic, and there is an overarching plot and like through the line, and of course that obviously obviously pick up towards the you know end of the series. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of why I felt fine like just skipping three or four because I'm like we we saw this. It's the more of the same. Yeah. So yeah, you but, get it. Uh, yeah. Meryl's yeah. still gonna be skeptical. Mm-hmm. It feels it does feel very much like Cowboy Bebop, but silly. So, yeah. Um, and I I also, I didn't talk about this before when I was talking about how much I love Meryl and Millie, but I love the way they're drawn. Like, I really like the way the women are drawn in this, just this particular 90s style. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Not- uh, surprisingly devoid of just, like, uh, fun anime titty physics that you usually get <laughs> with 90s shows. So I, I didn't check out the titties finger kind of- yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The whole time I think uh, you see Millie sometimes without her big cloak on, and she's just wearing like a white collar shirt with suspenders and like slacks. It's like, yeah, fuck yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> All office business. work, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. On the whole, this isn't for me, but it was fun. It was yeah. a good time. Could have been way worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't give you good stuff. I give you this could have been bad. This could have been worse stuff. <laughs> Uh, call us all Vash, because we really dodged some bullets on this one. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's kind of what I meant by, like, it, it for the most part, people that watch it are like, yeah, this is a good time and it's fun, but it doesn't hold the pinnacle of, like, 40 years later, we're still talking about, God, Trigon's one of the masterpieces. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good time, though. It's fun. I really liked it. Yeah, you'll yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah, and it is still in space without being, like, too sci-fi. It's not going to be, like, uh, spaceship uh, dog fights like in Bebop, in Bebop, but it's, like... Beyblade. Beyblade. <laughs> um, 
it's like Tatooine in Star Wars, where it's like, yeah, this whole planet is just one big desert, and it all kind of sucks. I hate sand. I hate sand. <laughs> it's coarse. I hate sand factories. <laughs> uh, I, one part I did enjoy was just, like, the rumor element of it, of like, yeah, people don't know shit. You kind of just have to take someone else's word for it and be like, mm. I guess they're, why would they lie to me? Like, I guess I have to believe them. And how it, that's annoying in, like, some shows when it's, like, love triangles and just miscommunication. But it was kind of interesting in this show where it's just like, yeah, like, as far as we know, the dude wears a red coat, has a silver gun, and is blonde. Anyone that matches that description could possibly be him. So yeah. it is kind of Because it, like, still works with the, like, western tall tales of, like, yeah. oh, I heard of a gunslinger that took down an entire saloon by blah, blah, blah. And it has that, like, folklore element without it just being unreliable narrator of, oh, yeah, Vash, he's, like, uh, 13 feet tall, actually, <laughs> because that is a thing that can happen in it's this possible. world. possible. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, surprisingly. <laughs> I, I, I should be offended, but I know what I've done. <laughs> yeah, you you have no uh, like to stand on. Uh, Your past offenses. Uh, but yeah, so... Uh, uh, next week, I think we're going to have a chiller time. I certainly hope Ooh. so. Uh, th- this is one, uh, it was a recommendation from Ribbon Quest, just really catering to me specifically. <laughs> uh, we're gonna oh, be, shit. Yeah, we're going to be watching the Moped anime Super yeah. Cub. Yeah. Awesome. It, it's about I forgot time. about this. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if there's if you want to uh, pander to any of the hosts specifically, uh, you can <laughs> send your, yeah, uh, take your pick. Uh, you can send your recommendations to arewetheria at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at arewetheriet on both. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Patrick Dugan. You can find me on Instagram at honeyperiod, on Twitter at honeyd8 and honeydart, or on Twitch at honey underscore d, and honey is spelled H-U-N-N-I-E. You can find me on Twitter at abtsbrendan. It's pretty uneventful, but the abts stands for Almost Better Than Silence, which is a video game podcast I also do. Thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for our theme song stories. You can find all of Louie's music at louiezong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. You've yeed your last haw. Why is it called Trigun? He only has one. 